please join me in the call to confession. O oh God, our judge and redeemer, we confess that we have failed in our ministry to others. We listen for teachings to our own liking. We yearn for doctrines that boost our egos. We follow those who flatter us. We seek comfort and not challenge from our confessions of faith. Renew a right spirit within us, O oh God, and train us in righteousness as you forgive our sin. O oh Lord, we know you watch over us in all that we do and say. You're with us 24-7. You give us the strength we need to get through everything that confronts us. We know you are with us in all the steps that we make. We want to ask you for all of your prayers of healing for everyone mentioned here today, all our first responders, and everyone else that we brought up in prayer to you today. We know you have a reason for things that happen. Sometimes we don't see it within you. It's always nice to know that you are beside us to give us your comfort, to give us your grace, and to give us the healing that we need during our times, our need, and also during the times that we are blessed. You have both with us. You give us everything we need to move forward in life. We wanna thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Watch over all of us here in this congregation as we do your will as we pray to you with the prayer that the Lord gave us so long ago. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power in the glory forever. Amen. Please follow along with the prayer of illumination. Teach us your way, O Lord, and lead us on a level path. Teach us, O Lord, to follow your decrees. Then we will keep them to the end. Give us understanding, and we will keep your law and obey it with all our hearts. Through Christ our Lord, amen. Our first reading today is from Psalm 150. Praise the Lord, praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty firmament. Praise him for his mighty deeds. Praise him according to the surpassing greatness. Praise him with trumpet sound. Praise him with lute and harp. Praise him with tambourine and dance and praise him with strings and pipe. Praise him with clanging cymbals. Praise him with loud clashing cymbals. Let everything that breathes praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The second reading is from Exodus chapter three, verses one through six. Moses was keeping the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Medin. He led his flock beyond the wilderness. He came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him and a flame of fire out of the bush. He looked and the bush was blazing, yet it was not consumed. Then Moses said, I must turn aside and look at this great sight and see why the bush is not burned up. The Lord saw that he had turned aside to see. God called to him out of the bush, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. Then he said, come no closer, remove the sandals from your feet for the place on which you are standing is holy ground. He said further, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face for he was afraid to look at God. 
This is the word of the Lord. I didn't know I was going first. First, I'd like to begin by thanking Linda for asking me to share with you where I see God. For the past couple of weeks, I've done a lot of thinking about this, something I would not have done if I hadn't agreed to do this. I'm a little nervous, especially because I'm telling you my very personal feelings, but I'm very excited to share with you where I see God. I see God everywhere in nature. I'm sure you do too. Marv and I went to see the Grand Canyon this past April. When we got to the South Rim and the viewing areas and I saw the canyon for the first time, I choked up and I couldn't say a thing. It was truly a spiritual experience I'll never forget. I see God in a beautiful flower, a bird, and even a miserable rainy day. When I see all this glorious beauty, I immediately think and say, under my breath, thank you, Lord. Last summer, I invited the women from Bible study to our house on the river for a ride on our pontoon boat. A beautiful bald eagle flew overhead and we all saw it. We were discussing the creation in the book of Genesis. Coincidence? Maybe. But I believe God was revealing himself to us. The beauty of this wonderful place we call Earth is God's gift to us, and I see him everywhere. I often think of the words in a song written by Chris Christopherson. Why me, Lord? What have I ever done to deserve even one of the pleasures I've known. I see God in my countless blessings, and I honestly don't feel worthy. And again, I constantly say under my breath, thank you, Lord. I used to read Dear Abby's column every day, and back in 1992, I read the following, and I cut it out and saved it. It began, Dear Abby, Years ago, you printed a quote by Thomas Jefferson concerning religion. I clipped it and misplaced it. I read through many Jefferson biographies and found several quotes on religion, but not the one you cited. Will you please run it again and cite the source? Signed, Maurice T. in Palm Springs, Florida. Dear Mr. T., according to my records from a letter written by Thomas Jefferson to Mrs. H. Harris Smith, in 1816 came this gem. I never told my own religion nor scrutinized that of another. I never attempted to make a convert nor wished to change another's creed. I am satisfied that yours must be an excellent religion to have produced a life in such exemplary virtue and correctness. For it is in our lives and not from our words that our religion must be judged. We've been coming to this church for a few years now, and we are so happy to be members. It's our church home, and I appreciate and consider all of you my church family. I see in you what Thomas Jefferson was describing about Mrs. H. Harrison Smith. I see God in your concern for those who are in need of prayers, support you have for the community, your generosity to the local food banks, your outreach for the poor, the elderly, and the young, and the mission project goals that you reach well beyond expectations. 
The list goes on and on, to which I say, thank you, Lord. Okay, I feel naked up here because I talked to Pastor Lynn, and she said, just speak from the heart. So hopefully this works. I don't know if any of you out there have ever seen or, or listened to any of the sermons that Joel Osteen does, and he kind of inspired me on this one, and I always like to start, as he says, with a little, uh, with a little joke. Uh, there was an individual who finally got the job he wanted in his life, and he was all excited, so he gets up one morning, and he shaves, and he's ready to go into work, and he's going to be two hours early to make a great impression with his first boss. So he gets in his car and he drives to work and he looks at his watch and he's got an hour and 50 minutes before he has to be there. He can't find a parking spot. He says, no problem, got plenty of time. So he circles the block a few times, nothing opens up. Now he's down to 45 minutes left and he's gone five streets down, six streets down. He can't find anything at all. So now he's sweating profusely. He wanted to make a great impression. He's down to 10 minutes left before he has to be there. Finally, he looks up and he says, Lord, please, he says, I need this job. Please just give me a parking spot. I'll do anything you say. I'll be your disciple for life. Please, I just need a parking spot. Circles the block one more time. Lo and behold, there's a parking spot right in front of the building, prime real estate, all ready for him. He pulls in, he looks back up and says, Lord, he says, never mind, I found one on my own. I'm going to take a little bit different path than Judy did. Um, how many people out there have always, when things happen, say, you know what, if I could have done this different, my life would have been different. Why did God do this to me? Because everything was going so well, and next thing you know, you're down in one of those valleys. God has a plan for each and every one of us that is out there, and I wanted to relate one of the instances that happened to me from that very reason. About four years ago, I finally got a job that I was looking for in an accounting firm. It was an entry-level job. I was in charge of new sales and business, and I was going to do all of the, um, the estate tax returns. So it was a stepping stone for me. So I took that position, and I was working my tail off, and I was doing a pretty good job. I was bringing in new accounts left and right. But the issue was the accountant that owned the firm could not service all the business I brought in. So the people were starting to get upset, they would leave, and the revenue he was hoping to generate just never happened. Long story short, I wound up being laid off in um, July, about four years ago, and I was absolutely devastated. So my wife told me, she said, you know what, John? She said, just go down to South Carolina and spend some quality time with your mother. This is an opportunity for you you might not have again, so I did. So I went down to South Carolina, and I spent some time with my mom. This was the end of June, about four years ago. And uh, it, it was nice. We, we did a lot of different things together that we probably wouldn't have had the time to do, you know, before. But the issue was she was not feeling well. And her blood pressure was going well over 250, over 120. Her heart rate was over 140. And her heart just would not come back in. So I wound up taking her to the emergency room while I was down there. She spent about three or four hours. They finally gave her medication to control her heartbeat. And we came back home. About two days later, exactly July 3rd, her heart went out of control. I gave her the medication. The doctors told us at that point in time, you have to give it some time. You can't keep calling 911. Her heart just, every once in a while, gets out of rhythm and it takes off. It will come back. So here I sit with no medical degree. My mom is sitting. She can't catch her breath. She's as white as a sheet. I'm taking her blood pressure every three and a half minutes 
to check where it's at. And the next thing you know, it's pushing about 275 over 180. Her heart rate is up around 150. I couldn't take it anymore. I wound up calling 911 and we went to the emergency room. We stayed from about 11 o'clock on the 3rd of July to about five o'clock on the 4th. They finally got her under control. I went back home, I showered, I went back to the hospital the next, the same morning. She had a decision to make. She could either have an operation done on her heart, which could rewire the heart so it could control the heartbeat, or they could give her one of those paddle shocks to kind of reboot her heart, much like you would a computer. So we decided to go with the shocks. So they took my mom into the ER and shocked her heart and she was fine. So we brought her back home and during the next week and a half, I was able to take care of her. I cleaned the house. I ran to the grocery store over and over. I did all the cooking, I did everything. And I became my mom's father, so to speak. And I was able to take care of her. And that's when it hit me. Anytime anything happens in our lives, there's a reason for it. Each and every one of us have a game plan. When we're born, God gives us our blueprint of what he wants to happen in our life. If I never would have lost that job, I never would have been there for my mother when she had those problems with her heart, she might not be here today. So anytime anything in my life hits one of those valleys, and Linda and I talked about this at the beginning of this year when I went through one of them, now, instead of being depressed and upset, I actually thank God because I know I'm not at the valley. I'm in the process of hitting the upward cycle because everything goes up and down. So when your lives are at their lowest, just know there's a reason for it. Thanks, Judy. Thanks, John. I'm going to do something a little different today. I thought about this for a while, and it came to, I came to realize that growing up, I, I grew up in a, in a private school, and... We had uniforms, we had rules, we had a lot of different regulations and things we had to abide by. And yes, this is, this is what we wore. This is pretty much the uniform right here. But one big part of my life now is, is music. And I realized that growing up, I was denied a lot of music that I appreciate today. So even coming up with this, I realized that a lot of the, the praise songs are about what we found in God. And a lot of the pop songs have elements of God, but it's more of a what we're, f what we're trying to find in God or what we're trying to find, period. I mean, there's a lot of songs out there just people trying to find themselves, and that's what they write about. So with that, I think the biggest thing that I've come up with is, is and, I hope, and if you share this, that's great, but one thing I hope to share with you is that it doesn't matter whether we're all human. We all have elements of seeking something. Look deeper beyond what might be pop or praise to see what people are really looking for and see if they've really found it. I find a lot of music is, you know, I find music is, is given us to us by God. And even in the lyrics, I think God is allowing us to search ourselves to find him, and some do and some don't. When I think of God, I think of the signs that he shows us. And at the beginning of this year, you know how Linda passes out stars. Well, the one that I got was sign. I see signs all the time from God. I didn't understand that it was gonna go further than just recognizing, oh, that's a sign from God. So signs, I believe, are God's way of telling us that he is there for us. But recognizing and decoding these signs to find out what he's trying to tell us is not always the easiest thing to do. 
so this year, as many of you know, I've been teaching Sunday school and it has been an absolute pleasure and I love all the kids and I call them my kids even though they're not, but they are, they're mine now. Uh, but it's have its difficulties. There was a time over the past six months when I was doubting myself as the Sunday school teacher. My students, they could not pick up the Lord's Prayer and it was really difficult reteaching a bunch of lessons because they were absent to other priorities, which is understandable, we all have a life outside of church. But then we did the Easter play and seeing how happy it made them and how much they learned during this play reaffirmed in myself that I'm doing something right with these kids, that they are learning. So they don't like to color them, they don't like doing some of the projects, but if they can learn through doing a play, then fine, we'll do a play. I also come to recognize the signs outside of my church family. I work six days a week. Being mostly women that work there, there's a fair share of petty drama. So the one day I just had enough of it, I had to get out. So I went outside and I saw a double rainbow. Now double rainbows are a symbol of transformation. The first rainbow represents the material world and the second rainbow represents the spiritual world. So I'm still working on what this one means because it happened two weeks ago. But I think that it has something to do with this year coming up, I am student teaching and that's the next big step in my education career. I've been having fears about it because I don't know if I'm gonna like being a teacher and if that's really the path that I want after four years of school or that I'm gonna be a good teacher. Like I have all these fears in my back of my head about all this. But I also thought that it might be a sign from my dad. So I've been seeing these signs over the past two years that he's been gone from eagles flying around with my Mustang as I drive to turkeys following me at the Regal Ridge Community Center. Every time that I start to have a rough time in life, somehow he sends me a sign that he's still out there watching over me. And I think that that's God's way of showing that there's a guardian angel watching and that sometimes you feel alone in the world even though you have a family, your church family and everyone but sometimes you need a guardian angel. Those were just the two of the most recent signs that I've seen that really stuck out for me. And I think there are signs from him every day and then signs that are God's way of helping us remember how amazing he is and that no matter what happens in life that he is there for us. These signs can be something as amazing as a double rainbow or a challenge in life. And I have found that many of the signs from God have been challenges in my life and it only made me stronger and a better human being. Uh, seeing these signs, it's not easy, but recognizing the true meaning behind them takes a lot of time, and I've really been working on it this year. And everything happens for a reason, and I truly, truly believe that God planned it that way.
I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell, and on the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence has shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Everybody sees God differently and in different places, but God is always there in our hearts and always surrounding us with his love. So as you leave this place, know that, know that in your heart that God is there. And as you leave, may the shalom of God, the love and the passion of Christ, and the power of the Holy Spirit be with us all. Amen. <laughs>